Hello and welcome to a new episode of the High Tech Low Code Podcast. On this episode, our topic of discussion is going to be Microsoft Power Apps. And to help us with that today, we have the company of Daniel Bennett and Simon Tiberi. Daniel, thank you for accepting our invitation to participate in the podcast. Please, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Thank you, Mario. Well, um, I am a month into my tenure here at Outsprint. Um, my background is mainly Microsoft technologies uh, around, uh, and I've been in digital transformation and IT consulting for the last 14 or so years. I've stopped counting after that number. Um, worked my way up from a developer to consultant to architect, and now I am practice lead at Outsprint. Uh, my main area of expertise is business applications, which includes the Power Platform, Azure Cloud, machine learning, artificial intelligence, and RPA. All right. Let's also give our thanks to Simon for joining us in our episode. Simon, how are you doing? Could you tell us a bit about yourself? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, Mario, for uh, uh, the invite to this call. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Um, about myself, I have been out of Spring for a little bit over, actually shorter than one year at this point. Uh, background in technology, I've been in technology for about 10 years, a little bit over, uh, longer than that. Um, always working with the cloud, you know, computing. I uh, started off as a support analyst at Oracle for a SaaS uh, technology at the time, and then I kind of moved through the ranks, always with within technology. Then to become an account manager when I moved to Microsoft. At Microsoft, I used to manage, you know, different uh, type of partners. My, you know, approach to power apps and technology has been quite recent, specifically when I went at Microsoft. But, you know, all, all in all, I kind of have a knowledge from, you know, data centers to cloud computing through the career. So I've got the high, you know, level overview of all the pieces that go in, together into some of the applications and the settings of a company. Here at Outsprint, I look after our partners, technology partners, uh, Microsoft and OutSystems, uh, just to say just a couple of names. That's great. Thanks. So today we are talking about Power Apps, and to shine some light into that subject, I would like to ask your help with that, obviously. And um, I would like to start by asking, uh, what is Power Apps and what does it include? Okay, I'll take that one, Simone, if you don't mind. So Power Apps is a suite of apps, services, connectors, and an underlying data platform that gives you the opportunity to build applications rapidly and scale to your business needs. So does it be like low-code? It's definitely a low-code option. Um, It uh, caters for those citizen developers amongst us. So it enables an entire organization to quickly build and release apps depending on their business need. All right. Does it work also across browser, mobiles, the all lot? It works across all platforms, online and on-premise data sources as well. Hmm, that's great. Daniel, anything you would... Sorry. Simon, anything you would like to head up? Uh, no, I think, you know, touching about the low-code that, you know, you, you mentioned, it's definitely a low-code application. And if you are used or specifically for users that uh, use Microsoft technologies, like, say, PowerPoint or Excel, then Power Apps is kind of a familiar environment to work within, resembles some of the ribbons. So for citizen developers, like Tanil mentioned, it's it's a tool that it's not too difficult to, to take on because the look and feel is fairly similar. Then, of course... 
even a pro developer can use the tool and do the hard coding per se, but it's kind of catered for a broad range of, of users, I should say. From a business perspective, what are the advantages and benefits? Um, from a business perspective, the advantages are that you can very much speed up the, the speed at which you can deploy and build an application. Um, if you understand your data sets, if you have a knowledge of your data sets and your business processes, uh, with power-ups, you can perhaps, you know, build one up in a day. And that's because, you know, users and like we said, the citizen developers, they understand that domain, the business processes and their issues. And with the ability of using the application itself, they can actually really model the app as they see um, they fit the needs. Um, and therefore, it really speeds up the process that they can, you know, the way they can utilize it and use them in whatever need they actually have. So that's one of the advantages of uh, power-ups. Again, speeding up the process of software development, it's, it's an advantage these days. You know, there is such an amount of data that we, you know, any application, mobile application, business application that they, uh, they create that for us, you know, to make use of it, we're going to have to be able to speed up the, the software development process. So that's one of the advantages of power-ups. Okay, just to add to that, uh, Simone, thank you. Because it's fast and you can get an app out there, uh, it's also low cost. You don't have to spend six to 12 months in the development phase. You can actually get an app up and running in a day, as Simone said. So with standalone plans coming in at $10 per month for two apps and a portal, it's low cost and it's a quicker time to market. That means also because it's low cost and it's quick to market, it's mobile ready. It takes a day to develop an app that could potentially be in the app store in a couple of days. Okay. So you would say that developer position of this technology is fast development, the ability to make the digital transformation happen a lot faster in a company, for example? That's the nature of low code. You don't have to spend tons of time in development. You can actually get something up and running really quickly. Mm. Anything you would like to add, Simon, to this? No, that's exactly what Tanir said. You know, within digital transformation, what digital transformation is, is, you know, it's a process that, you know, company will go through and they have to do it with things in mind, you know, governance and how things are being done and how quickly you can push an application out there, but also what the benefits of having those applications, the review of those, do they still actually bring a return of investment? So by using low code platforms, then you can cover for some of it. And specifically in this case, you know, Microsoft offers such a platform that as an entry cost, it's, it's, it's not a big cost to afford or at least start off with. And of course, while you can do that, you, know, you can speed up exactly the development and the kind of bring forward and drive the digital transformation within any organization. So this is all very good, but I'd imagine that the license could be a hot topic. So what can you tell me about the license for Power Apps? Uh, yes. So licensing, licensing is a bit of a topic, actually. Uh, well, I think it kind of goes across different technologies from within Microsoft. But um, <laughs> one thing that people don't don't necessarily know about Power Apps, we actually have to make a bit of a note in here. We're talking about Power Apps, but Power Apps is it's part of a larger platform, which is called Power Platform, which includes different components. So Power Apps is one of those. Uh, now, while we talk about that, licensing come into place because if you as an organization don't use any Microsoft technology, you want to start with Power Platform, then you can do that. You can um, you can purchase, you know, pay user perhaps type of licenses and depending on where you are, but, you know, in the UK it would be about £7.50 per user. And you've got a couple of apps that you can actually crank up. 
or you can have a, an application, or oh, sorry, licenses uh, per user where you can build as many apps as you want and it's about £30 per month. And with that, you can use the connectors that, the premium and standard connectors that Tanil referred to in, you know, earlier on. However, there are other parts of it. So uh, we talk about different technology and different subsets of the power platform, i.e. Power Automate, the ability to kind of connect into different data sources and to manipulate and kind of build some business processes for the from within the application itself. Now, what, that, what really means that if you uh, use Power Automate, for instance, you can have the benefit of it through a different type of licensing. So if you use Microsoft 365 in an organization, Teams and SharePoint or whatever comes with it, then from within that license, most likely you can already utilize Power Apps or Power Automate. It's embedded into it. Uh, not many people know of that because not many people are going to be looking at what's you know what comes with a license uh, but that's effectively you can extend so what allows that what allows you to do to extend the capabilities of my on microsoft 365 with the utilization of power apps and or power uh, automate the same goes with dynamics you have a dynamics license you can again extend the functionality of dynamics with power apps and therefore power apps is embedded into the license. Of course, um, when the licenses of PowerApps are from within Microsoft 365 or Dynamics, there are some limitations. Perhaps you don't have access to all the connections and stuff like that. But again, you can start using the application or the PowerApps, which is gonna leverage the data set that you have from within your Microsoft environment. Office 365 or Dynamics. Again, that to say that licensing is not as simple as um, you might think, but it's not too complex. You're going to have to understand exactly the licenses that you have if you already use Microsoft. And most likely within that, there is some sort of utilization that you can have. Then, of course, Flow has got a different license to it. But that once you start using it, that then within the realm of Power Apps and Power Platform, you can then understand growth and you're going to have to put governance in place once you start really uh, building up a practice around it or a center of excellence, uh, things will come together, licenses become a little bit more of an understanding that is to be done around it. Tenil, I don't know if you wanted to add anything about that. No, that's a very good coverage of the minefield that is uh, <laughs> our platform licensing. <laughs> yes, you you remember those days at Microsoft oh. with uh, Dynamics. <laughs> the nightmare, the nightmare. But um, they are trying to make it a lot more uh, simpler. There are quite a few flow diagrams on the business apps and Power Platform Microsoft sites to help you decide whether you need um, a license based on what other licenses you already hold. So if you have D365 or M365 licenses, you'll be able to, to discover that on, on the biz apps and the Power Platform sites. Yeah, that's quite in quite interesting. So one thing that we should all be aware is if I already have a subscription to Office 365 or Dynamics, I can actually already start dipping into the knowledge of Power Apps and practicing a bit, right? Most likely. I think the advice is to kind of always check what that license comes with. But in most cases, you would have power apps there so you can extend the use of whatever te technology you use at the moment. Yeah, it's always good. It's always good. At least to try it out and see if it can solve the problems that a company has it at hand. Okay, one thing I would like to pass through you guys is, okay, let's say license apart. I am happy with how much I'm going to spend with this. How to start with Power Apps? Where would I go? How, what to do? Uh, uh, Tenny, you want to take that first? <laughs> right. Well, I would say log on to your Microsoft 365 account 
um, and access the menu, which is essentially the nine dots on the top left-hand corner um, on any cloud application, Microsoft cloud application. Once, you're, once you've accessed that, you should be able to see Power Automate. You should be able to see Power, Power Apps. The apps are, are underneath the menu. Have a look if you've got it in there. You should be able to get started with it. I would also say if you are totally new to Power Platform and Biz Apps in general, um, the Microsoft Power Platform site will help you with tutorials and learning courses to help you get started. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually interesting. I'm um, sorry, uh, Simon, you were going to say? No, I was, um, I was about to... No, go ahead. I'll add my notes afterwards. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, okay, so we have a kind of a documentation page where we can learn by doing a course or something like that from Microsoft. Yes, yes. You've actually, there are plenty of resources, you know, not just for Power Apps, but for all the technologies that Microsoft has in the market. But you've got a learning site where you can start off learning about it. It's not a full-on course per se, so it's broken down with modules, which makes it easier to, to follow and um, to learn. You know, some of the videos or the content could be lasting like 10 minutes, which is not too long of an investment, but it kind of gets you started with it. Um, and of, of course, the more technical you go and the more technical documentation you actually find on the sites. So Microsoft really kind of does a good job at uh, making sure that people can actually learn about it and then they can experiment with it. So my introduction to Power Platform was, it was because I am some sort of hands-on, I like kind of experimenting with things. And the first thing that I did, I actually opened up the Power Platform and I uh, downloaded or kind of launched one of the templates that there is in there. Uh, I think it was a meeting uh, template. It just opened up and I said, what can I modify and how? And that's how I started doing it. Moving some boxes, deleting some, adding some others. And that was my first app. Of course, it wasn't mine um, because just a template, but it just kind of gave me the the feel of what the app could have done, what I could do with it, what I can't do with it. And then the next thing that I did, I kind of started playing a little bit more with it, and I built first a, a an automated process for myself with Power Automate because I had some admin, admin work that I didn't really want to do, or at least I didn't want to spend too much time on. So Power Automate came in handy to leverage, you know, leveraging the technology came in handy to kind of short, shorten the amount of time I had to fill in spreadsheets and download things from SharePoint and, and so on and so forth. And then at the back of it, once that worked, then I used Power Apps to kind of build a small application that I could have running when I needed. That's how I started, you know, very simple steps. Of course, I did the training online, uh, like I mentioned before, but small steps that really allowed me to kind of create the first application. Nothing fancy, nothing that could say, oh, I can sell it, but it functionally kind of served the purpose that I wanted it to serve. And it helped me greatly to understand so many other things about, you know, the platform itself or Power Apps itself. Picking on, on the story that you shared with us from your previous experience, what about yourself, Daniel? Was the, your uh, getting into Power Apps similar or did it took a different path? Well, I'm, I was actually part of the Microsoft team. I worked in one commercial partner. So my first experience of Power Platform was when I looked after a group of partners specializing in Power Platform and business applications. 
I had initial touch points with Power Apps because underneath the hood, it is Logic Apps. So um, I've worked with Logic Apps for a few years prior to that. Um, so I basically looked after partners who developed intellectual property based on Dynamics 365 and uh, the Power Platform suite of applications. Very similar to Simone, the best way for me to learn was to actually get started. Now, um, I am an avid photographer. My first project was to actually collect a group of pictures from my Dropbox folder, load them into my um, space and actually apply some optical character recognition to recognize certain things like trees, water and elements within the picture and then actually start tagging the pictures so that it makes it easier for me to search for pictures um, when I'm looking in my Dropbox folder with thousands and thousands of pictures. So I had a lot of my team help me with that. So that was my first project based on a Power Platform. That's cool, actually. That's pretty cool. <laughs> One thing I would like to ask is, uh, is there a Power Apps community? Oh, yes, definitely. Microsoft have built quite a wide range of resources to help you get started. So there are quite a few. And um, I will, um, the, the, the most important one is community.powerplatform.com. That is um, the main community for all things Power Platform. And that includes virtual agents, Power Apps, Power Automate, Power BI. Then there are some specific Power Platform communities. So FlowPro, for example, is another one. There is also Power Addicts Hangout, which is a group based on Power Platform as a whole. There are quite a few, but uh, there is also the Microsoft 365 uh, developer channel, which has a monthly Power Apps community call. There's loads. <laughs> okay, quite active. <laughs> and and, and if, if for those people that are into videos, you can actually find channels on uh, in YouTube, you know, that talk about different technologies, you know, all the Microsoft channels related to different technology. Power Platform is one of those. So that's another way that people can actually start having an understanding of it. So there is, there is plenty out there. I mean, Microsoft is doing a great job and people in the community are actually doing a great job of bringing people and topics together, trying to learn off each other, uh, which is very important, you know, business cases, but also kind of highlight some of the challenges that there are uh, in business with the platform and how things can be done in different ways. Also talk about licenses, which can be always can be a hot topic. There is plenty of support out there um, for, for the technology. In my previous experience, there always has been a role in, of partners inside of the ecosystem of the technology. How do certified partners play a role in this ecosystem of Power Platform, Power Apps? Well, the certification, so partners play a big role within Microsoft. So partners are close to customers, so they understand the business challenges, they can solve those challenges, and that's... And that's very important because you can drive certain conversation with the customers and really kind of solve their problems. So that's part of the partners, what the importance is, you know, from Microsoft perspective. In terms of certifications, it is important to for all the partners, but for anyone in this business to kind of keep in, keep in touch with technology and keep up to date with it. So certification are there for partners to specialize in certain topics. In this case, would be Microsoft, Microsoft Power Apps. And to really showcase that they can actually deliver 
on their patient technology, that the workforce is in place and they actually have the knowledge and the expertise for doing that. So there is definitely a drive for that, um, you know, from even from a customer perspective. So how partners can help, um, because again, they, they do have the role from within that domain of expertise. And, you know, we talk about verticals, so some partners work more with healthcare, so they understand all of it and understand the business issues within that and know how power apps um, can fit in and help those organizations in, in, for instance, like I said, in healthcare. So the certification path actually been refreshed and published uh, fairly often. Uh, so power apps, it's not too new as a technology, but the certification path for power apps uh, is fairly new. So they're actually growing the, the types of certification that are available out there uh, and the depth of those as well. Uh, which is important. So it, it's definitely kind of growing. It's definitely kind of molding into something a little bit bigger. Um, mm. So there is definitely plenty out there if you want to be certified. So definitely a continuous evolution on this path, right? Definitely, definitely. I'll see that growing as well and kind of molding a little bit better um, in the future. That's good. That shows that Microsoft has a bit of interest in this technology. It's good, right? More progress. Yes. It is good, they have- yes. Sorry, they have made a significant investment. Um, I think Microsoft as a whole have made a very significant investment in low code. And I think Power Platform is their mechanism to deliver value within the power, the, the low code space. It's great to see because we are low code uh, advocates. And uh, just to add on to something that you said earlier, uh, the value of partnering is something that Microsoft also plays a a big part in. And I think we do as well. There are significant opportunities that come from partnering. And although it does take a bit of effort in the beginning to get certified within the Power Platform technology, there are a whole host of benefits, not just you know, showcasing capability, but also the opportunities that exist from cross-selling opportunities and also visibility within the partner ecosystem for your your IP or your uh, consulting services, for example. So there is a lot of wins to be made within the partner ecosystem. Okay. Unfortunately, with that, we have to wrap up our episode. Thank you very much, Tanil and Simon, for joining us and taking time off your schedule to participate in this episode of the podcast. Also, a big thank you to everyone who is listening and hope you can join us on our next episode of High Tech Low Code Podcast, where, as always, we'll feature more guests and talk about more topics of importance to the tech world. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you.